This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. There are approximately 8,409 cold cases in Pennsylvania. This is one of them. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Berks County Unsolved. I'm your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, Mike D. Hello, folks. What's Uh, going on, dude? Not much, man. Not much. Looking forward to getting into these cases. This has been very interesting trying to find some information on uh, these cases. Today, we are going to bring you the case of Kathy Gring Reifsnyder. This one like really hit home with me because I remember this case when I was a kid. Like This happened in 1991, and it was literally two minutes away from where I lived and oh, wow. grew up. And like I would drive past this house and this down this road all the time like to go to my uh my dad's buddy's house and like my friends all lived around there and everything so uh i remember this one and um, rife snyder is definitely a burks county name <laughs> yeah for sure before we get into this too i want to just say like it's really really hard to find a lot of information on these cases because the reading eagle in burks county pennsylvania which was the newspaper or is the newspaper in burks county somewhere along the line it it switched ownership they went bankrupt in 2019 and this company in denver it's called digital first media they bought them and they laid off most of the workers there there's no there hasn't been any salary increases since 2008 yeah it says they laid off 52 employees and they never transferred their newspaper like the paper copies over onto the internet like into the internet so it's so hard to find any information about like any of these cases unless someone personally cut the article out of the paper and then scanned it onto the internet and like you can find like uh well remember the old things back in the day what was the the microfiche, yeah. It's like sort of reminds you of that because you can find like a newspaper clipping online. So it's it's really hard to find any information on these cases. So some of these are going to be uh, pretty short. But this one, I've done a little digging and I did find a little info on this one. So you want to you wanna get us started there, Mike? Okay. Uh, Kathy Green Reifschneider was found dead July 5th, uh, 1991. Uh, at 1829 Laurel Road, multiple wounds on the second floor bathroom. Uh, they were stab wounds, right? Yes, and I got to stop you there. It was 1829 Mount Laurel Road. And like I said about the, the information, like I can't even find a photo of Kathy. Uh, there's a photo I found of her gravestone, and everywhere online they have her name spelled wrong. It's uh, They have it spelled uh, R-E-I-F s-n-i-d-e-r and i found it on her headstone it's spelled r-a-i-f-s-n-i-d-i-r 
Wow. Um, and she was born November 9th, 1955. So she was 35 at the time of her death. That could be why I went to my normal sites that I go to research these. Why well, I couldn't find her. Like I said, with the Reading Eagle not digitally copying everything, it's it's really hard to find info. So she, she wasn't only murdered. There was items stolen, cash, jewelry, cable box converter. Why yeah, this is the that? days of the cable box. <laughs> I think that it was made to look like a... a murder like a robbery turned into murder okay and her red 1985 subaru station wagon this was muhlenberg township right yep yeah and if you're familiar with uh, i know you've been to uh red horse hair studio where our buddy joel the hair surgeon is and there it's a walmart parking lot there yes Uh, that's where the car was parked that's where the car was taken down there into that parking lot because that's where sure fine markets was i remember going to that grocery store when i was a kid oh mount laurel road where is that over there mount laurel road you know where the temple hotel is yes so that's mount laurel road make a okay. like off of kutztown road go yeah. up mount laurel road okay over towards like uh Oli, toward you know yeah, towards that yeah. Way. that's mount laurel road okay i'm just trying to picture it because like I'm over there all I was actually just over there on Thursday. So the Muhlenberg Police Department is, is still seeking information on this uh murder. Anyone who saw someone enter after 5:30 p.m., the person who left her car to Surefine the supermarket in the North Temple Plaza. They're looking for anybody who's seen any of that. Yeah. Now, to shed some light on some of the suspects, uh we have Kathleen's husband, Keith Reifsnyder. Uh, he was a key figure in this whole thing. There were rumors that Kathleen had expressed interest in a divorce. Keith had a girlfriend uh, named as far that I could find. This is this is stuff that I could find. So the affair could have fueled her decision to end their marriage, possibly. So Keith's alibi was that he left the house at 2.30 p.m. that afternoon to return at 10 p.m. to find her dead. But there were at least five witnesses that place him back at the scene around 4.50 p.m. Wow. Oh, do, do we know who the alibi was? Was it? I don't have that information. Okay. So the time of death was uh, 5 p.m. plus or minus an hour. So the witnesses put him there right, right around the time of death. Yeah. And I, I couldn't figure out. I couldn't find out why because it. Initially, the pathology report came back that it was that the death occurred at 5 p.m. within an hour or two, but later it was changed to 6 p.m. within an hour or or two hours or less. So I don't know. I'm not so sure why it was changed. Plus or minus two hours. It's it's still, still puts him right there. Right. Uh, so he was polygraphed. Yeah. So the, yeah, this I've like I said, I, I know a lot of people in this area and did a lot of digging on this from what i found out he was tested twice on the polygraph and the first time he passed it but the guy giving the polygraph test said he thought something was off so they they got him back in there for a second time which is really hard to do to to once someone passes yeah it's hard to get him to come back in for a second time and they got him to come back in for a second time and he failed that but they couldn't use the report because of uh, 
there was like a mishandling of something you know like right I, I can't really say what it was but they couldn't use that second test which really fucked their the case up well you'd also have to think if they went to court he would just point to the first test and say, look i passed once of course right. i'm gonna be nervous when i come back in again right yeah and the the lack of evidence is you know this was the 90s so that there wasn't a ton of like computer dna stuff going on right like yeah. i don't know when all that started but they did bring the fbi in and the fbi did uncover four fingerprint points under kathleen's breast but for confirmation they need uh, at least six yeah and i i did a little more research on this as well i read fingerprint experts reach a conclusion as to whether the fingerprints found at the crime scene match those of the accused on the basis of matching points at the moment there are no universal standards of matching points examiners historically have have employed identification standards ranging from 8 to 16 matching characteristics or points of similarity uh, yet the FBI has stated that there should be no minimum standard and that the determination of whether there is sufficient basis for an identification should be left to the subjective judgment of the individual examiner. Normally, they, they look for at least six to eight points. But if it, what they would do is at, at four points, they would say it's a likely match or a probable match. And then you get to the next step, which would be likely. And then once you get up to the 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 threshold that people want to see because you want to see as much as possible but pulling fingerprints off the skin is, is not easy right to begin with so the fact that they yeah, got, imagine uh, that you imagine the grip that that like in, in order to get a fingerprint off of a, a human body the skin like the grip would have had to been i imagine pretty fucking tight around there wherever they were grabbing them right right to but, leave a fingerprint in the skin well, the fingerprint is the oil off your, is the residue from the oil off your, your skin. So when you touch something, there's there's always a little bit of oil that comes off, and, and that sticks to whatever the surface is. And then they mm. use the dust to go on, the it absorbs into the oil, and then they pull it off. And that's, so it, it doesn't have much to do with grip. Okay. Now, if, if there was uh, bruising, that would be grip. But the fact that it was found underneath her breast, uh, if the husband is a suspect, uh he could just say well we we were intimate right so it it looks like a lot of the evidence they have in this is just it's on the ledge it it makes it look like it's somebody but nothing that can be definitive which is why there was no arrest yeah this there no arrests 1991 this happened another thing i found was that when the reading eagle changed ownership for whatever reason they threw like thousands of photos and shit away like that's why another reason you can't find like we can't even find a picture of kathleen so if if anyone would have have a picture or or anything that we could post uh it would be fantastic yeah that's like i said i i looked and i found nothing i i go to a website uncovered and uh what i'm going to start doing is these these cases i can't find on there I'm going to post them on it because you can like users can post cases on there. So I'm going to take the information and post them up on there. And I don't know if if someone else is searching like we do, maybe they, something rings a bell. I don't know. Crime alert is still offering a a $2,000 reward for information, information leading to an arrest. Yeah. You can contact one eight, seven, seven, 
373-9913, and that's Crime Alert, Berks County, for any information. But uh, that's that's basically it, Mike. The only other thing I found is that she's buried at the Kissinger Cemetery in Wyoming, in Pennsylvania. Wow. So if anybody, I mean, 91's not really that far back. I mean, it is, but it's, I'm old, so I actually, that's when I started uh, employment where I'm at now. But if anybody has any information, you remember remember anything, anything rings a bell, make sure you get a hold of Crime Alert, Berks County. And uh, hopefully uh, this guy can be brought to justice or person, woman, whoever did it. Question mark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get some answers. All right, and Mike. The, anything else, Dad? No. Just like I said when we did the first one, I, I really appreciate being able to focus on uh, the victims and you know get their story out there, and hopefully since we're, you know, we're doing Pennsylvania, Eastern Pennsylvania, Berks County, someone remembers something and is listening to us. And that would, that would make my day if one of these people was brought to justice. Yeah. Especially for cases like this, where you're, you know, there is very little information out there on the, the internet, which everyone in the world uses now. So, um, let's shed some light on these cases and hopefully we can, uh, find some justice for the families. That's it. Anything else, buddy? No, that's it, bud. All right. Well, uh, yeah, check us out on all the social medias, Berks County Unsolved Deluxe Edition. Uh, Send us an email if you uh, have any information on any of these cases. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, everywhere. Berks County Unsolved Deluxe Edition. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another case, Lydia Hemperley. Yes. So we'll we'll see you then.